Uh, Dan, I believe I need your email. I, I don't. Oh, setup failed. Okay. Well, it's all Windows XP machine. It's probably not going to work. But anyhow, uh, I did try. Uh, yes, I, I think I am missing your email. Let me get this one screen out of the way and get my other screens back up. So do we have our class stuff cooking here. There we go. Uh, yeah, K-O-4-A-M-H. I don't show an email for it, I don't think. I went to QRZ, and I also owe Chris uh, the email, which I didn't put two and two together. I got so busy at work, I couldn't even send it from there. So the original email I just forward out uh, with all the links and information and stuff. So what did everybody think of that? Did you get your uh, code chart and uh, some of the other information, anything you know you find interesting or, or whatever before we get going with uh, some practice runs? Well, uh, just to kind of like keep an order here, maybe the best thing to do would be just to go by the order in the box, Billy, Chris, and Dan. Looks like Chris says listening only right now. So, Billy, take it away, um, and then I'll be at the end of it again. I'm still a student. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, no, I um, appreciate the uh, emails and the links and whatnot like that. Downloaded and running practice on the computer. Um, I reached Echo Link, unfortunately, through iPad, iPhone. Um, I also come in via uh, public proxy. So I don't come in relay or direct. And that allows me to mask underneath the iPhone issue at this time. Um, I do not have a means of a microphone input into the computer uh, or into the iPad only because it's a Bluetooth headset, whatnot like that. I do have an external oscillator, Morse code trainer. Uh, Jeff, I mentioned it. I, I think Chris may also. It is the K1EL. Um, gentleman that designed the board and sells the kits and whatnot like that. But again, it is purely external. Um, and this that's about the best or as loud as the thing gets. Back to you. All right, and that last over, I'll just so you know, um, <laughs> Gary popped in and out again. I don't know if he's going to be able to see the comments on the iPhone. He came in on an iPhone this time. I think he came in differently last time, so I, I don't know what he's trying to do. Um, if you have his landline number, if you could ring him and just say, hey, you can't be coming in through Relay right now. Uh, that would be a big help, Billy. Um, so, Chris, when you say listening only, does that mean you're not you're not talking to us now? I'm good at this, aren't I? Okay, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, I actually do not have uh, any ability to do uh, to do CW. I don't have a way of keying at all. 
as I stumbled upon this channel and, and found out about this uh, this opportunity to listen in and uh, absorb some of the doctor's wisdom, it was just too good an opportunity to pass up because for the longest time I thought CW was dead, more or less dead, until I heard a few people using it on uh, actually on VHF, UHF, and, uh, and so I thought, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's see if I can't become an effective uh, CW operator. So that, that's why I'm here. But uh, I don't currently have the ability to uh, to engage in a practical experiment with the teacher. Sorry about that. Over. All right. Well, that's that's okay, Dan. Um, I have some materials I would love to send out to you. So uh, at some point before we sign off, because you may have last week uh, put your email in the text box, and because I am on a phone, uh, I, I sort of forget it's there, and it seems like unless I write something in the text box first, I don't see any of them anyway. So I'm just going to write test in the uh, text box real quickly, uh, or text box, so that that turns on-ish, I guess. And uh, don't be discouraged if you don't have any keying equipment. There may very well be something out on the Internet, and I'll take a look for this, that you can run on your computer where you could push just one key somewhere on the computer's keyboard and um, go ahead and, and make uh, Morse code tones. That would be absolutely fine. Uh, as I said before, you don't have to spend uh, a bunch of money and, and stuff like that. Uh, until you're sure you want to get into it. Um, some of the practice oscillators are as cheap as around $15 for, you know, one of the plastic key setups. And believe it or not, you can send reasonable Morse code with one of those. It's not the best feel or action, if you will. If the, Imagine pianos, right? Uh, if you walk into a piano store and you sit down behind a Yamaha and a Steinway and a this and then like a um, Western bar type upright, they all have different feels and sounds on the on the keys to them. That's kind of the way Morse code keying equipment is once you get into it a little bit. Um, all my straight keys have a different characteristic to them. And, uh, you know, I, I love using them all, but, um, you know, each one essentially does the same thing. It makes it makes a dit and a da. So with that in mind, um, I think what we'll do uh, this evening, since we don't have uh, any brand new starters, you all got the introductory material last time, what we'll do is we'll, we'll go after learning to send or recognize what your call sign sounds like, which is one of the most important things. Uh, it was a hectic, busy week at work. I did not get a chance to send you out the screenshots. I have them prepared of an actual um, CW decoder run that I did some time ago. And it's not going to look as perfect as the examples I sent you in the first place. That was taken off that coast station, I believe. They had an event going on, and that was received over the air, perfect CW, and you notice, perfect copy. Well, even though it, there's not too many perfect, perfect guys out there, the decoder works well enough, the one in the Windows XP one, that you can kind of get out of that QSO exactly what I sent to you last week in the beginning steps when you're going to do call signs back and forth, the DE, and then the signal reports and so on and so forth. And that's rather redundant as you 
start to engage in your early QSOs. They may only be 15, 20 minutes a pop, and you may exchange 10 sentences or so. But it's enjoyable, you know, and it will get a little bit, you know, um, uh, repetitious. But then you'll go through that on each um, QSO you make to one degree or the next. And then after that, you'll start having a, an actual exchange with the guy. Like he might be in South Carolina, and he's telling you about, um, you know, rigs that he had or, or antennas he's had in the past. You guys may share commonality in, a, in an area that you lived in and so on and so forth. And you get into a little bit of, uh, of a more rag chew environment, and that makes it uh, very enjoyable. Or, you know, you don't even have to do that. If you're into DX, you can find some uh, DX opportunities out there. And, you know, 599 and see you later. And, you know, that's another one in the logbook. So whatever, whatever your aim is, you can, you can do the same thing on CW that you do on sideband. But the difference is, particularly on 80 meters, you're going to have a lot more real estate to operate in and a lot less cluster and confusion uh, with all the nets going on and so on and so forth. It's just more of an open landscape to you. And more of a, like a, uh, you know, like a blank palette. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bob Ross, but you could take your broad uh, stroke paintbrush of CW and, you know, and there's just a little cabin living over here. And uh, we're going to code this tree over there. And before you know it, you've got a whole conversation going. So those of you who can key, I think Jeff said he could. Let me start by doing this. Let me send Jeff his own call, right? We'll review a, a couple of the little letters that we knew. And uh, then Jeff can send the call, his call, back out to the group. And if he remembers it, my call and a DE will go just that far. I don't want to push it too hard and introduce any frustration whatsoever. That's, that's definitely a death knell when you're learning this stuff. So, uh, and I also fixed the timing of my Vibroplex bug so that the dits are not sharp anymore. Listen to the difference from what you heard last time. See how nice and clean that sounds? And that was just all a matter of a slight adjustment. But again, the, the um, Vibroplex is a mono speed device. If I send any other way, the code's not going to sound clean like that because it's not set to go that slow. Something will be off on the timing. But on the straight key, I can go as slow as I want. still time it right. I can do the same thing with the iambic, okay? It's a little too fast there. Slow it down a little more. I think we get it to go a little slower. That's pretty close. It doesn't go much slower than that, um, which is one of the reasons why I don't use a uh, electronic keyer all that often. I may come across a very slow operator out on the air, and I want I want to engage that individual just like it was done for me, and give them all the courtesy and uh, encouragement that I can. You'll see a lot of that out there, um, especially with the SKCC group. 
running around. I think I don't know if I included information for that or not, but I will on the next email with the decoder uh, screenshot so you guys can also peruse arguably one of the largest CW clubs on the web. I think they're up to 20,000 members now. And uh, they've, they've grown so much that my uh, 7727 SKCC number is actually seeming low to the guys that are in like the 14,000s. Whereas, you know, before I would see a guy with a number like 368, and I'm like, oh, wow, he's, you know, he's a real veteran and so on and so forth. So I'm quickly getting a little bit of veteran status as they uh, acquire more membership. So let me go ahead and send uh, Jeff's call, and we'll give Jeff an opportunity to send back, and we'll see what it sounds like. Don't worry about, uh, you know, the volume level or, you know, the quality of the tone. As long as you send the characters correctly, that's all that counts. It's just a practice anyway. Your rig will always be perfect. Remember that. So don't get discouraged by uh, whatever means you use to practice key. Uh, obviously, you know, the um, devices that do these things are, are not perfect tone generators. So you have to give them some latitude there. They are meant to just build your skills. When you, you know, jump on your real live uh, setup, then, uh, you know, you're obviously going to, uh, you know, have a, have a more robust uh, sound coming out. And different rigs have different side tones. So here we go. Here's Jeff's call sign, right? It's letter A and then the C. And then it's going to go to the 2 and finally the X, just like we did last week. Then we're going to throw in the D, the E, right? For the D, E, this is. And... Um, I'm, it's backwards. I'm using my call sign. He should be calling, you know, CQ to me, and like we did last week. But I'm doing it this way, just so he's he's re repeating his call sign, and just the DE, and see if he can send mine, because I'm I'm the other station. See if he gets his call and my call. That's two calls he does, and you get used to the exchange part of it. So here we go, nice and slow. Letter A. The two, and now we need next. Slight pause. This is not me. <laughs> the K. The P. And the S. Okay, Jeff, now you try that, and we'll see what she sounds like. Uh, oops. <laughs> I think it confused me. You want me to send what you just sent back to you? Yeah, give it a try. Send, send your call sign in the DE. I threw my call sign in, in at the end just for a little bit of extra, you know, because you're, you're always going to have your call. Well, you're going to be calling CQ, but it's going to be your call. And, uh, you know, the, the DE is always going to be in there. But just give that a shot as, as I sent it, and we'll see what it sounds like. And then we'll, we'll upgrade you one step. We'll do a basic CQ with the two call signs. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the flavor of, the DE and the call sign sending and see how you do with that. 
and we'll add just that tiny bit and give it an official CQ call. That way there you have the, you know, the icebreaker or what you'll be starting out doing, right? So give that a shot and let's see what it sounds like. Okay, roger that. All right, here we go. That's my call. <laughs> anyway, um, I think what you really wanted me to do is do this. Stand by here. to you, sorry. Okay, that was spectacular. I didn't even have to do the uh, reverse training thing. Alright, that's very encouraging and very, very good. Uh, when you first sent your call, you left off the last dial, which made it a letter B. That would be a... But, other than that, your second run was absolutely perfect. So now, and your speed is good too, but keep in mind, you'll be able to send faster than you can receive, so be careful with that. Um, I can send like bullets, but I can't receive bullets, <laughs> so I don't do that, only in a contest. Or if I'm really, really trusting my decoder one night before I can ask the guy to slow down, if he doesn't realize I'm a slow pokey. But anyway, let's add in the, uh, the actual CQ. And uh, we'll, we'll give you a second shot. We'll move down the list uh, to the next person that can key. And you guys get the idea. So here is Jeff on the air out with his first CQ. And uh, we'll pretend that, uh, that I answered him. Okay, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. The C. That's the Q. And remember, that has a rhythm. So even slow or fast, it's catchy enough that you're probably going to remember it. Okay, and then you'll do that three times and you'll call twice. Now, what he's going to hear coming back is me sending his call to catch his attention. Here comes that DE.
and that obviously is N2KPS. We'll stop right there. So there's the opening dialogue of a, of a preliminary CQ, and around the speed Jeff was sending, which there's nothing wrong with that, it sounds a little more like this. That's approximately right. So Jeff, why don't you go ahead and give that give that a run? And uh, if you want, you can throw in the mock answer from me or not, and uh, we'll see how that sounds. Then we'll move down to the next person that can key and give them a chance. And uh, I saw a new name on the list. Welcome aboard. Uh, I don't know if you were here last week. I can do a brief recap for you uh, if you're interested in continuing with the course, so you're a little bit more grounded on where we started from. All right, Jeff, take it away. Okay, I think I've got it this time. Oops. Excellent. The only critique I have is uh, you were you were rushing a little bit, but here's the here's the the wonderful news. Your timing is very very good. Uh, not only could I understand it, but it was clear, and that's what you're after. And you did that on your first shot. Okay, so who's up next uh, with a keying device? And we'll do the same exercise. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody to, to do this. Um, <laughs> I'm pushing a bunch of buttons here, as you can imagine, recording the program tonight as well. So give it a shot. Well, I know I said I'm listening only, but if you give me one minute here to switch the radio into CW, I could give it a go. Okay, Gris, real fine. And I know you have some experience already. So the the um, introductory that I did last week, you're probably at the level we're at now or maybe a little bit beyond. So uh, why don't you go ahead and do that. Do the same thing that Jeff did. Do your call sign, a CQ, your call sign, and uh, a letter K at the end, opening up the frequency for any station to respond back to you. And we'll see how you sound. Just real quick while he's setting up, he's W3CJD, so he sounds like this. The three, the C, the J, and the D, which we already know. So when Chris comes on, that, that sound of sequence you hear 
will actually be his call sign, and now at least you've heard the letters once. All right, I am ready to go, but you know, just to clarify, Ted, I was doing some other stuff in the background here. You wanted me to do CQDE, my call? I was just doing the DE because a lot of people forget that when they're responding back to an operator, so I think I've cemented that, that cosine enough. Just do uh, CQ three times, send your call twice, and then the letter K, which will open up for any other operator to come in and answer your CQ. That's the very first, like, you know, preliminary step you take when you first get on the air. And then at that point, you're opening yourself up for a receiving event. All right, here we go. Move the phone over by the radio speaker here so it comes through. Okay, that was that was excellent. And uh, what I did here is when you first started out, you were rushing a little bit. Your timing was good, and then on your on your towards your end, you straightened out. So that tells me that you're using your ear, and you're aware of your sound. So when you when you send, you want to try to keep everything even. And I'll do I'll do your uh, call sign back again. And just just listen to the way the characters go. You want to complete each each letter character um, in its entirety with a proper sound before you move on to the next one. It takes a little practice, and that was an excellent send. If I was working you on the air, I probably wouldn't even mention it because um, you know you don't want to like some people are really set in their ways. You don't want to aggravate them. But I'll be honest with you, if, if an operator is too poorly on the skill, sometimes I will break the cue so off rather early because I just can't. I can't figure out what he's doing, you know, and it's a shame. Uh, you know, what do you say to the guy, that kind of thing. And uh, I bet they get uh, a lot less QSOs, and they don't maybe sometimes realize it. But anyway, here we go. Here's Chris's call, and I'm going to do my best to uh, to send it as perfectly as possible. My hand slipped. And then the K. The CQ was slightly compressed, not too bad though, but keep it smooth. Because then when you speed up, it'll be right. And if you transition over to a vibroplex, which is mono speed, remember, 
your timing will automatically be okay because your ears train. And as I said, the, the Vibraflex was badly out of adjustment last week. So the dits were very, very sharp, and I apologize for that. But I did, I did take the time to uh, clean and readjust the instrument so it was sent properly. And I'll do his call sign once on the um, iambic with the rig doing the dits and daws and not my hand. And you know the CQ. And that was electronically generated. Um, you know, no human being is 100% perfect, but I, I do think that when I move from the iambic to the straight to the vibroplex, and you tell me, you give me the feedback, I think that the, the timing and spacing is pretty close to what the electronic job is doing. And if that's the case, then I'm sending cleanly, even though I'm sending slowly. So uh, let's uh, let's see what do you guys think of uh, of what you heard. And uh, Chris, did you pick up on just that little bit that I was uh, talking about? I don't know who you were passing it to, but I'll pick it up. And yep, thanks for the feedback. And I did see what you meant there. And yeah, as you had said, Ted, the, especially I found when first learning, I'm able to send it much quicker than I'm able to receive it. And slowing down while keeping the timing correct is probably the most difficult part that's going to take some practice. So, And thanks for the feedback. And as you said, I guess if you learn it with, the, with good timing when you're slow, then speeding up should just easier come more naturally so I'm gonna pass it back to Jeff and see if anybody else has anything to say well um, I realize I gotta uh, turn my channel on and off uh, here on the console because uh, if I practice in between I'm getting recorded I'm sure <laughs> so I gotta silence everything so thank you for the critique and uh, yeah the, the more we send the more we practice the better it gets and and that's truly the uh, the name of the game. But I, I typed in the box, everyone should really try this just to kind of set your levels. And even if you, um, you know, just to feel comfortable with your setup and stuff, no matter what the level is, um, passing it around. And I mean, we're not here really judging anything. It's just a matter of, uh, like for me, it's a little awkward in the way I have things set up here. But I'm making the best of it. I mean, just about every square inch of this space is occupied with electronics, as you can imagine. I'm kind of a, a hoarder here. But whatever the case might be, um, we're making it work. So, um, all right, yeah. So if you're if you're new to the group and, and you want to share communications, please type your email on the, on the uh, text box here on the lower right-hand corner of your screen. And then uh, our teacher, Professor... Dr. C.W. himself and 2KPS will uh, correspond with you. There you go. I'm done. Back to Ted. Okay, very good. Um, K-O-4-A-M-H I have on the list, but I don't have uh, email for you. 
So uh, there's a couple materials I'd like to send out to you. And let's see. We have David, K3YAK. Welcome aboard. I'm kind of curious, David, do you have anything to key with or um, have you had any experience with CW at all yet? Uh, N2KPS, this is Kilo 3, Yankee Alpha Kilo, K3YAK, my name is David, location is Mendham, New Jersey, and uh, I'm very new to CW, I have been working with actually Chris, W3CJD, and I have been on a training class, so Chris informed me about this. I do have a practice key, so I could try sending, and, and I've been receiving, so uh, I'm very early on, but uh, I know the alphabet and the numbers, if they go slow enough. Um, I'm not sure I can be on every Friday night. It's not always a great time for me, but uh, I'm happy to be on board, and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, this is K3YAK. Okay, that's awesome. Well, you know what, David? I will. If your email is good on QRZ, I'll just look you guys up. If it's not, I don't think... Um, one of them was there when I went to look. But anyway, I'll keep you updated with the materials that I send out to the um, class. And I'll, I'll also send you the uh, the very first email that I sent out that has a lot of uh, links to some useful information and some even software and stuff that you can get. Um, I, I actually encourage uh, co-using like a um, decoder of some sort to assist you as you, as you begin. And I think it actually helps build your skills, not detract from it. As long as, you know, you don't want to be a, a keyboard um, CW operator, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of like, you know, the as I said, if the person is not sending cleanly, a lot of times uh, that's going to let you down and get you frustrated because you're sending perfectly, no problem there. The guy sending back to you, if you can't copy and the computer can't pick him up, then you may not be able to pick out what's going on in the queue cell. And uh, that kind of be a shame. So I say hit it from all sides. You know, a lot of times I'll be following along um, on my decoder on a web SDR, particularly during a contest. I scored so many uh, DX stations by just being able to do just that much. And, uh, you know, obviously once you get used to your own call sign in CW, you'll recognize it at any speed. So this guy is doing like, you know, 35 words a minute or so, and all I all I got in my ear before I even looked at the screen was KPS. I knew it was my turn. I also knew my decoder already had the serial number down because it copies numbers better than it does letters. So here we go. KPS, my serial number. I blasted back to him at high speed. You know, 599, bye-bye, see you later. Write it down in the call book, up to LOTW, done deal. On to the next guy, so on and so forth, and that's how I did all that. So it's pretty cool. There's a lot of different ways uh, you can go about it. Okay, uh, before we get uh, on to the next sending, Billy, did you say you have something to key with? I do not. I have a, as I said, a gear, and I turned it on at the beginning of this thing, and now the dead battery light has flashed, so it is not sending, receiving, or doing anything, so I have to figure out a way to, if I were to show you my shopping list, it's the top of my shopping list is a 
large pack of AAAs, and uh, I didn't go shopping today, so I don't even have batteries to replace it with. So I am dead in the water, but at the listening mode at this point. Okay, well, again, no problem there. Um, you know, it's, it's a go-at-your-own-pace kind of thing. There's no national emergency. And uh, I just, when you do have something to send with, I like to hear how you sound so that early on can catch any of those slight nuances that might become a habit. And once you pick it up and your, your fist is off a little bit, it may stay that way. And you kind of don't want that. Um, probably one of the most you know, pleasurable things I've heard through both uh, QSL cards and uh, chat box on SKCC is uh, pleasure to work you, your fist good, stuff like that, or you got a great fist there. And I send the same compliment out to other operators that are, you know, really, really clean that way. And any good CW operator over time will strive um, to, get, to get that sound. It won't take your personality away. You'll still know, you know, if you work them enough. There's a couple guys out on HF when I work them. I don't even have to be looking or barely hearing. I know it's that guy because I know what he sounds like. That's his fist or his personality. The only problem is the electronic gear takes that from you. And, again, nothing wrong with it. If you, if you strictly send with an electronic gear and a venture paddle for the rest of your days, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you decide a straight key is the thing for you, nothing wrong with that. Or like me, I run all three, um, right and left-handed both. N developed out of a necessity with tendonitis and carpal tunnels, um, you know, I, I have to switch hands. So I, I learned how to do that. <laughs> keeps, keeps me going a little while longer. Okay, let's, let's move down to David. David, why don't you do the, the same exercise, put out the uh, 3CQ, your call sign twice, and then a letter K, and we'll see what you sound like. Okay, very good. Uh, let's give this a shot. Okay. Uh, while I was listening to that, I was actually filling in some emails in my text file. I got one more to go. And uh, that was excellent. I, I can't really find anything wrong with it. So if you're already sending uh, with a fist like that, once you learn the letters and, and are confident, you know, that you can work at that speed, then I would say you're pretty much ready to start going on the air already. If, if, and I think you said you probably have been. So let me do this uh, real quick. Let me send you um, a short burst 
and uh, I don't know if you have anything to write with, but uh, see if you can copy it and just let me know what I sent. I'm not going to say the letters this time, and we'll see what happens. Okay, what did you copy on that run? Um, I got CQ, 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 DE, N2KTS, N2KTSK. That's awesome. Jeff, did you also copy the same? Oh, Roger, no problem. Got you. Very good. Okay, how about you, Bill? How did how did that fit? Did you get a did you get a grasp on that one? I would say that I got about ninety five percent of that, so and that was just more along the lines of a uh, a dog bark in the midst of it, so I missed the letter. But other than that, I'm good. And a dog bark on my end, not yours. Thank you. Okay, I know Chris is mostly listening. Uh, how about you, Dan? How did the uh, how did the code go for you? Were you able to uh, to get a, a grasp on what it was? Yes, I did actually. I was very very pleased. It was, uh, the way you've been teaching this is that uh, I've been following along with the cadence of, uh, of each letter rather than trying to remember individual bits and does and so yeah I, I, I was immediately aware of exactly what you were trying to, of what the heat you were trying to send and uh, yeah that, that was uh, that was terrific thank you okay this is the part where the heart was in my throat a little bit because uh, as I told Jeff when we first discussed uh, the topic um, I've only taught a couple of people uh, Morse code over the years because a lot were just really not interested. And uh, I got basically the same kind of feedback. I think one of them actually is is now a code operator. And you know what? It'll be my greatest achievement if you guys actually stick with it and then eventually are able to blow my doors off because I may never get up to speed. And I don't care if I don't. 15, 16 is all right for me, and it, someday I may get to 20. I don't know. But if you can sit there with some preliminary training and copy just that much clearly, then two things have happened. You've been introduced to Morse code, number one. 
Number two, you understand what it sounds like and why it sounds like that. And number three, you're now able to perform a basic copy skill, all without stress. And that's what I was after, because I think that's what killed me all those years when I had to do it for my license. It was just jammed down my throat, you know, every night on the air with the rest of the novices. We were all struggling together, up and down the 80-meter, 40-meter band, like, you know, like, like a religious cult we were. Uh, and, and this was to do five words a minute, never mind anything else. Uh, you know, failing it the first time, just the whole nine yards. So uh, I actually cheated myself. And uh, as I stated, uh, I'll say this for the benefit of David, um, after eight-year hiatus, raising a family and et cetera, uh, we got all the gear back out, upped our licenses, my wife and I, and I looked at the frequency chart, and I'm like, all these red boxes for CW. And I'm staring right at it, and I said, you know, I, I paid all this money for this stuff, and there's a whole bunch I'm not even using. I'm like, could it be? So I, I literally downloaded the alphabet, and uh, I sat there with my J38 military straight key, you know, a billion years old, and taught myself the alphabet, basically, and probably got on the word at two words a minute or something like that, and that's, you know, the rest is history. The SKCC guy uh, caught hold of my uh, pathetically slow CQ and probably spent about 15, 20 minutes with me and told me about the club and so on and so forth. And uh, the rest is history. I, I do more CW now than I do SSB. Um, I'm not really sure why. I just like it. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping that, you know, it may open up the second portion of the HF spectrum uh, to you guys who have an interest in it. But in, in a way that you can enjoy it. That's the, that's the main thing, where it becomes an addition and an enrichment to what you already do in ham radio, and it gives you another another tool in the belt. So, and the other thing is, um, it's very strange. I'm pretty much the only CW operator in the radio club I belong to, the New Jersey Antique Radio Club, which is about 70% ham. And uh, they have been running field day. They never did before. It'll be the third one coming up. And, yeah, I sit down at the table and slow poke me. I'm it. <laughs> and I have a partner who's probably sort of at my proficiency level, and together with the decoders, we do about 80, 90 contacts uh, in the wee hours of the night, you know, when nobody else is around and everybody's sleeping or something. And it was a lot of fun, tiring, but a lot of fun. So there you go. You could come across a group that's CW, what's that? And be like, I'm CW operator. And instantly, you know, you are the lord of the village. You're the guy who walked into the native camp with a big lighter. And uh, <laughs> you'll get all the accolades that go with it. So, there's, you know, there's a lot of possibilities there. Okay, this has been fantastic. So to finish out, why don't we take it a step further and uh, review, for uh, especially for David's sake. I'll just go through it quickly. Uh, David, what I presented in the early uh, class was an introduction to CW taken from the advantage of if you do go on HF, what are you going to hear, what are you going to do, and you know what what is the other operator going to be doing? So when I introduced it, I went I went through a bit of a mock QSO exchange 
between myself and an imaginary you know person on the other side and one of the things that the students brought up was the abbreviations are confusing and yes they can be but think of it this way when you're on sideband or even on the two meter repeater 440 repeater right yeah did you get that QSL well you know uh, I gotta say I don't hear anything your DFQ into the machine okay QSL we know what that means dead full quieting we know what that means so some of these abbreviations have migrated into the sideband world that started off on CW in the first place. So you'll have uh, things like QSL and QSB for, uh, I believe, is uh, interference or noise. And QRN or QR Nancy is uh, terrible static, like you get on 80 meters and stuff. And for weather, instead of typing out weather, right, the operator will send WX. For you know WXHR for here, IS is, and 39 degrees or whatever it might be, clear, cloudy, stormy, so on and so forth, which is a, a pretty common exchange. What will happen is you'll either answer the CQ or you'll initiate it. When you initiate it, you you start the the information exchange. When you answer it, you're kind of giving back what he's giving. The first thing he's going to do. Instead of saying your, Y-O-U-R, he's going to say you are, your, right? The letter U and R. And the next thing he's going to send to you is your RST, or readability, signal, and tone. So on sideband, you say, you know, you're 55, you're 59. And if you're in another country, something in the X-ray, the X-ray only, please. Okay, thank you, 59. Cheers, Ed. And that's it. It's over. You know, it's a little bit slower on CW because there's usually a little bit more of an exchange. But you get the idea. With CW, there's just one more number. So the original 5-5 five five that you would give, yeah, he's getting a 5-5. Five five and he's going to get a 9 after that for meaning his tone sounds perfect. Now, if it's warbling or warping or chirping, He's probably on a 1930-something radio or 40 or whatever it might be. Tube set, obviously. I love that vintage sound. So I never give him less than a 9. But you should give him like a 7. You got a whoop. You got a chirp. Nobody ever does. But that's where that came from. So the sequence of numbers you're going to send is going to be how are you reading them with the 5, right? A 4 would be a little difficulty. A 3 yeah, it's a little challenging. If you send them a two, and I have seen guys send twos, you know, the McNasty sandwich is back in town. So what he'll do is he'll start triple sending every word three times because you gave him a two report and probably end the QSO rather, you know, quickly because it's so struggly. But you want to get the call signs in the logbook. You want to get what town he's in his name. And, you know, you've already sent him a two, which is super lousy. So you're a um, a two three nine. Your S units are three. I can barely understand you. Your tone is fine when I can hear it. Type of thing. So let me uh, let me roll through that real quick. I'm going to uh, do it slow. I'm going to do a CQ, right? And Jeff is going to answer me because you've already heard this uh, once tonight. So you, and we don't take up too too much time with it. So here we go. It's going to be a, a demonstration exchange of an early part of the 
CUSO with just a little bit more added to make sense of the abbreviations now that they've been explained a little bit. So here we go, and like I say, this is more for uh, to give David an idea of, of what we did in the first place so he doesn't miss out. Here we go. I'll shorten it up a little bit. his report in the numbers, which I covered last week, but we're just going to send a 559. Five bits is a five. And the nine. And then they usually send it a second time and use the letter N for nine at the end. Some guys just go five, N, you know, five, five, N, five, five, N. Most will send it with the nine first and the N later. And then some guys will send a HW for how, and then CPY for how, copy, and a question mark. Because they want to know, you know, or I want to know, basically in this case, I thank him for the call, and I'm asking him, how, you know, how copy, any good, you know, and he'll come back. It's sort of a, it's sort of a courtesy habit thing. 
not really super necessary, but you'll hear it a lot. So then at the end, I'll go like this. The H is four dits. The W, which you can remember is da 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 or da da da. Al, and then the CPY. And this is letter Y. And the good old question mark, which is a little funny sounding. And that's what you also use to ask if the frequency is in use. So if you're just coming on the air, you do this a couple times. Or even slower. Then you start your CQ. But most of the time, if you cruise across the band, even if you don't know much CW, you'll, a guy's firing up, you're going to hear him going. If he's contesting, he might not even send that. He, he gives it one of these. Didn't even wait to see if anybody's there or nothing. He just, you know, and then he's going to send the word test, T-E-S-T. You'll hear this five gazillion times if you listen to a contest. So after the somewhat rude break-in to get the frequency, he comes off with this now. And some guys don't even wait for a response. They go right into it again. wait and they start again. It's comical. But anyway, I, I sent it at that speed so that you can get an idea. The word test, right, and CQ, they have a bit of a rhythm. Now here's one more that I introduced, uh, David, last week was best 73 has got a rhythm like no other. Once you hear it a couple of times, it's a, it's a customary, you're showing off a little bit when you sign off like this, even if you do it slowly. The best 73 is probably one of the most used, I'm a cool CW operator sign-off thing that guys do. So at the end of the QSAW, I might say to Jeff, we'll break it down. The B, the E, the S, the T. Our number seven sounds like this, and the three complements it. Three dits, one, two, three, da, da, right at the end. When you run it all together for best 73, it's got a unique sound. You don't even think about the letters anymore. You just know. When you hear that rhythm going off, you know, hey, that's best 73. This is what it sounds like on the Vibroplex. Now keep in mind, the Vibroplex bug makes the dits. I make the dots. This is where, if you hear a bug operator that's sloppy, they forget it's a single speed instrument. You should have a straight key hooked up because if you get the slow guy and you make the mistake of trying to slow your bug down on the characters, you actually start sending sloppy. So it would be more like this of the sloppy CQ.
and they say, oh, it's got that bug sound. It shouldn't have a bug sound. It should have a Morse code sound. That's the speed my bug is set at. But you get guys to do that. If I need to slow down with the bug, right, what I'll do is I'll space it out for the guy. Oops. Sorry, my hands are getting numb. And I'll wait. About as slow as I can go with it. And you notice those DAWs on the P were a little bit too long because I was subconsciously trying to slow it down instead of flowing my call sign. That's correct. The other one was not. So that's uh, some of the stuff that I presented um, last time, David, in a nutshell, to kind of introduce the group to, you know, well, what do you what do you get out of CW? What do you expect? You know, what's going to happen when you get on the air? And what is all these crazy, uh, you know, abbreviations and stuff like that? So once you've once you've kind of been introduced to it in that way, you understand what it's for. If you're going to send um, you know, the, uh, your, you know, Y-O-U-R report is, that's a lot more to send than your and the report, and then you turn it back to the guys. So th this is where the abbreviations came in. The, the operators, it's, it's almost like a lazy sending sort of-ish, but it's, it's really just common practice. And I still get, you know, some of the older timers, guys, you know, that, that have a few years on me, and they are used to sending whole words all the time. So they do. And that's fine. You know, I'm on, the, I'm on the receiving end. He's sending. I don't mind. I write it in my notebook. Some of my notebook looks like hieroglyphics, and some of my notebooks look a lot cleaner. It depends on the guy's fist. So let's say I miss some letters, or I'm, I'm falling behind a little bit, or, or he's not sending that well, and he's hard to copy. If I get 75% of it on the paper, I can figure out what he said. That's what's cool about CW. We don't have to get every last thingy, thingy, thingy. So if I get N, N, E, he, you know, I missed the A, name, okay, name. And then, some, well, sometimes with the name, it's hard. If his name is Bob, it's easy. If his name is Dave, it's not too bad. Um, you know, and so on and so forth. Or, uh, you know, QTH. They always send QTH for their location. Or once in a while, I'll get one dude, they'll say, I'm located in. Okay. But when you send located, I got L-O-C-T-E-D. Well, okay, I know what he said. He's sending me his location, but he's just not real super good at his uh, CW characters that well, you know, kind of thing. So you take it a little bit with a grain of salt. You give, you give some leeway tolerance and allowance to your fellow operator and you try to send as best as you can and believe me you will get the uh, praise reports on your fist because other guys go through the exact same thing they might have been the best sender in the world themselves but they they sure as heck know when they're working with a guy on the other side that's hard on their ear even though they don't realize they've got some timing issues themselves so you know you come across it that way 
Okay, let me throw it up to uh, uh, Jeff real quick. We're starting to get a little bit late uh, in the in the hour here, hour and a half, which is usually what our sessions run. And we'll see if there's any comments or queries, or if you guys want to send any more. Um, basically, what you think. So back up to Jeff in the Friday night CW Martian Nest. 